is up, everybody? Welcome back to The Lair, the comic book lair. I'm Kyle. Who the heck are you, buddy? Buddy, I am Ray, that comic book dad, and I am just sitting here relaxing. At least you're not like the dude behind you. He's dead. He's dead. Listen, it's beard season. It is beard. And me and you've got some pretty good beards going on right now, I will have to say. I actually got a compliment on this old dude the other week. Yours is getting pretty lengthy. How do you get it fluffy like that? Uh, beard butter. Beard butter? All right. I'm a big have... fan of the beard butter. So do you have a like a special beard wash you're using? I like um, either Everyman Jack Sandalwood. Yeah, I've tried it. They make a good beard butter or a company called, and it's a lame name, but Striking Viking. Okay. I'm not into that. <laughs> they make a good beard butter, too. No, I'm talking about like, uh, like, do you wash it in the shower with anything? Yeah, else they specific? make shampoo and conditioner. Both Dude, of them. I just had to buy a beard shampoo the other day because my yeah. beard was getting scruff. Be careful with the champ, though. You want to if you're going to champ, you want to do it once a week. Oh, the conditioner, probably two to three times a week. Just condition it up and rinse it out. Don't do the shampoo because shampooing is drying it out. Mm, all right. And then at night, get a little beard butter, rub it in there, and go to bed. Yeah, I need something, because mine, yours is looking puffier. You know what I love is we both got gray in the same spot. That's experience right That's there, buddy. That's it, baby. It's just so pumped every time I see it. I'm going to I'm gonna try growing mine out for the rest of the year. That's my plan. I don't Dude, know. Like, when too. it gets, like, this length. I need I a use, barber, though. Yeah, when it gets this length, I get a little frustrated with it, because, dude... You got to comb it. You See, I'm going to be having to apply beard butter and all this bro, stuff. Like, it takes comb. too long, bro. I keep a beard comb in my car. And every time I'm driving to work, I just comb it out, dude. Dude, I was, dude, this is embarrassing. I was eating lunch the other day at work. And you get some stuff in your beard? No, dude. I look down and I have little beard hairs everywhere and my food dropping down from my beard. you're doing this? I guess. I don't know if it's just because I'm eating and little beard hairs will drop out. So then I look at my plate and I got beard hair everywhere. It was gross. I'll be at work. I'll look down at my computer and there's like beard hair on the keyboard. I'm like, what <laughs> is going on? What is that? So I don't know. I'm just not a maintainer. Like I can't throw a hat on a beard like I can on the top of my head. Like I don't brush my hair. You wear a hat every day? Every day. Every day, all day? I wake up and I throw a hat on. Yeah, me too. I'll I keep be, it right by my bedside. Dude, I'm sitting in my jammies and I haven't even eaten breakfast. I'm sipping on my first cup of coffee and my wife's like, why do you got a hat on already? You ain't going nowhere. Getting ready to go. I just throw it on. It's just like norm. Yeah. I don't know. Part of my routine, I get up, throw a hat on. What kind of hat are you wearing? Dude, I have so many hats. I just, sometimes I'll just mix it up. But you know, dude, I have some hats that are like my favorite hats, but they are uh, beat up. Oh, yeah. But I wear them anyways. Sweat stains. My wife doesn't like them. They're just, she's like, get a new hat. And I'm like, no, because no hat like fits. Like, it's like perfectly molded to my my skull. You a fitted hat guy? No. Uh, I, ha- I have some, but I'm more of a, like, I have a couple like uh, snapbacks or the ones that are adjustable. I have some that are Velcro. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple like those, uh, uh, what are they, like stretchy? Flex fit? Yeah. Yeah, I got a couple of them. So I got kind of a little bit, of, little bit of everything, dabbling in it all. Look at you go. Look at me go with my hat collection. I like it. Thanks. I'm a hat guy, too. Got to hide the bald spot, you know? Oh, dude, for sure. I'll be wearing Whereas a hat. my daughter likes to I call die. it the hole in my head. 
How's your week? Tell me about it. It was decent. Nothing much to really report. Are your kids on fall break? Not yet. No, I don't know when that is. Dude, we got two weeks of fall break. When did that? That's a lot. That was never a thing when I was a kid. I don't remember that either. We had a week of like Thanksgiving and then we didn't have like this fall break, like a spring break, but in the fall, I wish I had that. Two weeks. But it probably pushes out school longer. So your summer break's shorter. I don't know. I would kind of like breaking it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hear you. I kind of like that idea. Got to go to an angel game with my uh, with my wife. How was it? I mean, it was ba- actually pretty fun, dude. I mean, I'm not a baseball guy, so I have no expectations. Yeah, you just go there to throw the rally monkey around. Yeah, and uh, there was a couple decent innings, and the rest were bad. But that's baseball, right? Yeah. Did you, did they win? Well, it's kind of the end of the season for them. They didn't make the playoffs. They were playing all rookies. Oh, just all guys you never even seen. Never even heard of them, except for Moustakis. I've heard of his name before. Oh, yeah, the old Moose. Yeah. Moose. That's fun. Yeah, the games are always fun, man. Atmosphere is always cool. I'm sure the weather was nice, dude. Like, Dude, it was gorgeous, and we were club level. And at oh. the Angel Stadium, I don't know if it's this way everywhere, you can order food from your phone, and they will deliver it to your seat. You don't even got to walk the steps. You don't even got to get up. That's what I'm talking about. So that was kind of cool. Kind of a neat little thing. Sometimes I like some technology upgrades. Other times I don't. Yeah. That's pretty neat, though. You don't have to deal with lines. You don't have to miss a game. And it was quick. Dude, because there's sometimes where you leave, you leave, like, you're like, okay, it's in between innings. They're out there stretching or whatever. I'm going to go get a hot dog. We went with some friends, dude. They went and they missed two innings. Yep. You go up there, dude. It takes forever. You hear the crack of the bat and the crowd is going nuts and you're like running to the edge to see what's going down. Then you lose your spot line. Not the deal. But I did pay seven bucks for a hot dog. So, you know. That's where they get you. Is there, a, is there a convenience charge, like a convenience fee they throw in for not having to like get up out of your seat? I'm sure there was. I didn't look. You know me. It's like an $8 convenience fee yeah, and a $7 paid 10 bucks for them to deliver it to me, probably. You paid 10 bucks and you could have made a whole, a whole just slew of hot dogs at home. Yeah, I could have. The good ones, too. <laughs> I'm not talking about the old Bar S dogs. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like the old Hebrew Nash. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Those are so good. I think those are my favorite. Even when they're cooking. <laughs> Even when they're cooking? Like some hot dogs don't smell great when they're cooking, but man, you get that all beef dude going. <laughs> Something about a Hebrew national. You can't turn them down. Well, right on, dude. Yeah, I had a pretty decent week. Um, did a lot of training this week at work, so I was kind of uh, jumping around different locations. It was cool, though. Got to see a bunch of old people I worked with, which was fun. Right on. Um, played some Magic this week. That was nice. always fun, dude. My, I'm um, getting a little more used to my deck. Uh, super fun, man. I just love it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going. Um, I haven't bought... I have a list now of, like, cards I want to add to my oh, deck to no. make it better. Nothing too crazy expensive. Yeah. Like it's, but you it's, gotta, Oh, but you're playing Commander, so you don't have to buy four. You're just nope, going to buy just one. just one, yeah. So then I'll... Um, but I got a, uh, a list. I mean, there's a couple cards in there that are, like, above 15 bucks for, like, one card, which is kind of wild to me, you know? But most of them are, like, a buck, 80 cent, you know, nothing crazy, so... 80 cent. 
There's some that are pretty cheap. 80 cent. They're like some land cards, you know, nothing crazy. Is that the who's going to replace 50 cent when he's done 80. rapping? 80 cent. You know who it is. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, kids aren't fall break. Dude, my wife and I are actually going to get out of town this weekend, which is nice. nice. We're going to go up, to, uh, up north. We're going to see all the leaves changing. Uh, we might make a stroll through like Sedona. Um, it should be nice, dude. I'm looking forward to it. Some, Let me some, know if you find a vortex. Some r and I'm going to get sucked up. I don't, dude. <laughs> I don't deal with them vortexes and them crystals up there. Yeah, yeah. Not my deal. You know, you go up there, and I love that area. I'll me be, too, I, It's one of my favorite areas to go on the planet. But it's strange up there. I'll just say that. Yep. It's strange. Do you want, dude, I got to tell you the story. One time we were up there and it was, uh, my wife was pregnant at the time with my youngest son. Right. And we're up there and we're getting off this trail or no, we're getting onto the trail and it was an easy trail. Cause my wife was like eight months pregnant. And so she didn't want to, we didn't want to do any gnarly hikes. Right. And there's a van parked in the parking lot, like just crystalled out. There was like rocks on it. Like they, this lady glued rocks to her van. Like, you oh know, my gosh. And it was like vortex, like tours. Uh-huh. She was a local. And um, I was like, this van is decked out. They mean business. So we literally like get to the trailhead and the van is parked right there. And this, this lady walks off with two other people that, and it was the guide. It was the lady who owns that van. And um, we passed her. And um, we start walking and all of a sudden she's like, hey, hey, and like flags us down. And I'm like, all right, maybe she's going to give us a pamphlet, you know, and try to get us to go see the vortex or watch some aliens fly over at night or something. Super nice. But she like, this has got to be weird. Anyway, she starts rubbing my wife's belly. Oh, no. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I just had to stop. I got something for you. And my wife and I are like, all right, she's, what is she going to give us? You know, she goes back to her van. I don't know how she had this set up. She brings us a bag full of clothes, brand new clothes from Walmart. And she's like, I can just feel that you're having a girl in there. And I want to give you all these clothes. She was wrong. (laughs) And she gave us a bag full of brand new Walmart clothes. And I didn't have the heart to tell her because we already knew it was a boy. Oh, did you already know too? (laughs) Yeah. And so, because my wife was about to get birth, you know, she was pretty close. And I was like, thanks. You know, like, what do you say to that? Right. Yeah. You did the right. Yeah. That's what you did. But she was super kind, super nice. I I felt bad. I didn't want to, I couldn't, like, she was hyped. Like, she knew. She was like reading the crystals wrong, I I guess. I don't know. But she was hyped. But um, that's my Sedona story. But I love it there. I love it there too, man. But there, and dude, there are a lot of people up there that will take you like alien watching. I've seen those and I- You're definitely doing that. I lock the doors and I pin it past those because they scare me, dude. I don't like doing that. Yeah. But um, good week. It it was nice to uh, be in some cooler weather, you know? Oh, Dude, it, it's hotter than blazes again all of a sudden, though. I know. This week, we're getting back up close to 100 this weekend. I know. So I'm, glad, I'm glad I'm going out of town, so it should be really cool. But um, we're almost out of it, I think, my man. Let me ask you this. Can we can we spill some news out there in the old lair? You want to do that now? I think I want to spill it now. I'm 
I'm I'm too excited to hold it in any longer. We've been kind of keeping it under wraps a little bit. We we did release a, a little bit of info on our Discord, but we haven't released it out there to uh to the wild to 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 the uh, whole wild w- world wide web. Is that how we're gonna say it? <laughs> the wild world wide web? I like it. <laughs> we're adding another W in there. Let dub, it fly. Dub, dub, dub. Let everybody know what we got going on. What's coming up? Super Next excited about week. it. If the stars align and we hit the vortex this weekend, we are going to have none other than Mr. Tyler Crook himself on the show to talk Lonesome Hunters. It made both of our top fives last year, didn't it? I love it. It did. Uh, the first volume was incredible. Art is fantastic. I love the story. I love the characters. Yep. Um, and uh, volume two is currently um, going right now. I think there's one more issue. Uh, I think it yeah. comes out at the end of this month, actually. Yeah. Um. Again, one of my favorite books this year. Uh, I am just beyond stoked. Yeah. And I'm going to be vulnerable for a minute. And if you listen to the show, we have had offers to do interviews in the past and uh, we haven't really done them. This is going to be our first one. I'm nervous. Wish us luck. A little nervous. If you've got any questions you'd like us to ask of uh, Tyler Crook, uh, join our Discord or drop us a message or an email or, hey, better yet, drop a voicemail and we'll play it on the air. Yeah, we'll ask him uh, any questions. I mean, not any. Not any but... questions. Good Lord. Be yeah. careful what you say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm soaked. Uh, I can't it, wait, it, dude. It's going to be fun. And um, I'll tell you what, though. Um, nervous. Nervy. My mm-hmm. nervous level is pretty high right now. Pretty peaked. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, wish us luck. Uh, I think it'll be fun. And... Yeah. Um, I'm just stoked to meet Tyler and yeah, uh, to chat Lonesome Hunters. And um, I've got some questions for him, too. Yeah, Not, yeah. Like comic book related and non-comic related. I got some so I've got, got some philosophical I it, questions I want to run by the old Tyler Crook. I think it's going to be great. So yeah. um, look forward to that in the next uh, week or so. And um, I'm excited. Me too, man. I can't wait. Oh, hey, also, before I forget... Um, be on the lookout as well for a giveaway coming up um, for Tyler Crook coming on the show. We're going to be um, giving away some cool stuff. So be on the lookout yeah, for that. Buddy. And um, yeah, check, uh, make sure you uh, follow us on Instagram to see all that stuff and what we have going on for that. So uh, just keep your eyes peeled. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a great couple of weeks. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I can't wait, dude. I'm, I'm super I'm nervous. nervous, but... At the same time, I'm like super excited. So I've listened to his other interviews. He seems like a pretty down to earth oh, sort he of seems person. Super so. nice. So I'm yeah. I'm excited. And um, anyways, Alt. super stoked. Keep on the lookout for that. And um, anyways, let's get into the Bo Dub this week. What do you say? Let's get into Lost Boy by Jay Martin. And if you could go ahead and read everybody the artist name. No, I'm not going to do it. I think that would be very helpful to everybody, Ray. Okay, it's I will. Letterer, letterer. Sorry. Yes. I, I, no, you said artist. So uh, Jay Martin is doing it all. He's doing script, art, and the cover. There's another guy. Uh, Frank is doing the letters. Frank. That's well all, played. I, the last name is very. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to do that to Frank. So no. I'm just going to say Frank C. Frank C. Published by Dark Horse. Uh, with an introduction by Sean Mendez, who, to be honest with you, I don't know who is. Is that a professional singer? He is of some kind. That much I know. Is he in a band, a group, or is he just Sean Mendez? You've got me. 
from what I understand, Jay Martin is, um, he does like music videos. Yes. And how he does them is he creates these like storyboards for the music videos. And that's what got him kind of, um, I don't want to say notice, but recommended like do, do a graphic novel or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's how it looks like this came about. And, um, I give, uh, mad props to Jay Martin. Um, he's doing, you know, doing it all art and, um, script cover. So before we jump in, can I ask you a question? Dude, let her rip. What do you think it is about deers that seem so freaking magical? I know they're horns. uh, The antlers, you mean? Yeah, they're antlers. (laughs) Sandman, scarecrow, horns, antlers. It's all the same. It's all the same, bro. I don't know what it is, but they are pretty magical. Maybe it's just the... They're just majestic. Yeah, they are, though. I mean it. They're just like crazy little critters out there like um, this this one right here like so rad looking yeah the old buck that the, the old da- buck. That's, yeah he's rad looking anyway want to give a little overview yeah dude so we've got uh a boy his name is jack sorry i was looking for his name he and his dad are on a little camping skiing trip and the idea was to uh for the dad his idea was to get his son out on a little camping trip kind of maybe um I don't want to say toughen him up, but get him a little bit away from his phone, his video games. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can kind of, I guess, let me ask you this. I mean, let me tell you this one real quick, because I was able to relate to the dad here. Yeah. From the go. And maybe yep. you might you might be able to a little bit, but your kids are a little younger. But I have two teenagers. My uh-huh. oldest are teenagers. And they're at the point right now where, like, they don't want nothing to do with mom and dad. They just want to hang out with their buddies and their friends and do stuff with friends. And if they are home, it's just like, we don't see them. They just want to be in their rooms. They're playing music. Maybe Shawn Mendes. I don't know. <laughs> and and uh, I don't see them. They'll come down for dinner every once in a while. And then they disappear back <laughs> up there. Every other day. Yep. And uh, half the time they don't like our dinner, you know. Oh, that is And yeah. so th- I was able to relate totally with his dad because for me, like, I create these, like, we try to create trips and do fun stuff with the kids, the older kids. And I'm like, dude, this is going to be fun. They're going to love to be out there sweating and hiking on the trail, you know, like, or whatever it may be. Like, this dad thinks it's going to be cool to take his Mm -hmm. son out skiing, and his son just hates the idea. And I'm in the same boat, because I'm trying to, like, involve, like, be as involved as I can. And with teenagers, it's difficult, because they don't want nothing to do with you, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we plan, the, like, we've planned family trips, or we plan just stuff to do with them, you know, to to try to be as involved as we can. And a lot of the time, it comes off like this. They're like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to go do this trip or this thing. or And so I... I was able to, uh, I feel what the dad's going through right here, especially in the mm-hmm. beginning, a few, few pages where, uh, you know, his dad thinks he did something cool. Like, let's go skiing. It'll be fun. And his son just is like, dude, this is stupid. Like, I don't even like skiing. Like, I just want to be out. Yeah. Home. I don't even know how to ski. Well, yeah. it wasn't my idea. Yeah. So I was definitely able to relate to, uh, the characters like right away for sure. Yeah. But on their way home down a mountain in the middle of that fight, uh, a deer pops out onto the road and uh, leads to a pretty gnarly accident and they fly off a cliff and uh, that kind of sets us up now because 
Jack uh, finds his dad dead in the car, which was really well done. And uh, Jack's kind of on a mission from this point to uh, to get out of here to find cell phone signal. Yeah, he's basically like in survival mode, you know, because yeah. he was just in a gnarly wreck. It's, you know, his, his body's going into fight or flight and... Um, he, he his car launched down this cliffside, so he can't just like go back up to the road. Like it's right, impossible. Yeah. So, he tries, but yeah. to no luck. Yeah, so he knows he's in he's in some trouble, and um, yeah, that kind of kicks us off, man. It's just a, a story about survival, perseverance, yeah. like um, pushing through, and um, it was cool, man. Like, what do you think? I liked it a lot, dude. One of the things that I that I wanted to mention, I didn't know if you felt this same way. Um, I really thought that Jay Martin did like a really good job with tension with the artwork and with the paneling and the page turns. Like it's a shorter graphic novel. It's a shorter Super story. Short. Yeah. That was one of my only things that it was quick, really quick and short. Yeah. But I thought like there's a couple times in here where I felt the tension with the wolves. I felt the tension when he's trying to climb up the mountain, uh, when they're hiding in the, the cave, when they're, uh, that scene where they break through the ice and they're drowning, all that. I mean, did you feel that too? Did you think that that was pretty well done? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Like, I can't imagine, um, and we've talked about it before, like, I think I'm a, I'm a survivalist. You're a survivalist. I can Your survive the limits. I've watched so many episodes of Man vs. Wild. I could survive anywhere, dude. I'll be eating bugs. I'll be doing whatever it takes. So um, he's got a he's got a tough situation, man, to, to go through, and um, you know, for, yeah. For I like this scene. Go ahead, I keep cutting you off, man. You keep just cutting me right off. Gosh, dang it, rude. No, um, I mean, think about it. He just was in an early wreck. His dad is dead, and now he's fending for himself, like yeah. in the middle of some gnarly mountain range. You yeah. know, so I mean. He handles it better than I would have. Yeah, he does handle it pretty well for a teenage teenager. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the scene where when he climbs in the car and he he, he doesn't really want to accept that dad's dead right away. So he's like, "All right, fine, yeah, good idea. Let's just sleep it off for a little while." Mm, yeah, and that's but then he has that. Go ahead. Yeah, he has that flashback, but that's more than likely like trauma that he's gotten from the the car accident. I loved the flashback scene though. Yeah, the and art was is so rad, dude. So rad, bro. But at the end with the the buck, that panel is such a cool panel, bro. That yep. whole page. I could hang that up above my fireplace. Yeah. And then just how his dad appears to him in the in the flashback. So it's kind of like a flashback dream it's sort like a of dream. deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his dad's just like, uh, you've taken some pretty good head damage. You're going to need to get up. Sleeping is not the best idea yep. right now. Uh, when you're concussed, do not take a napper. But uh, anyways, he starts his trek, and basically what, um, I guess what initiated the car accident was a deer ran out in front. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, did you? Yeah, he hits a deer. Oh, my bad. Yeah, he hit, hit, hit a, a mama deer, and he gets down to the bottom of the mountain, and while he's trying to, to get up, there's a baby deer that's there. Yeah. And um, he, He's not uh, a big fan of baby deer at first. He's sick of that deer. What are you staring at, deer? Yeah, you know, it's his fault. You know, the, it's the deer's fault. He wants the deer to get out of here. You know, deer yeah. runs off, and then, you know, it starts his adventure. Um, what do you think of the wolves in here, dude? Like, this is what I mean about, like, the page turns. Like yeah. this panel right here where it's just the wolf's eyes. 
And then you turn the page and they're all just coming right at them. So uh, cool, dude. That would make me a little nervy. Yeah, dude. I felt bad for him, though, just trying to get up that hill, but he couldn't do it, bro. Couple cool double page spreads of the wolves running at him, bro. And then that's kind of like how chapter two begins, right? He's running away from them, trying to hide. But then he finds out that what they were really after was mama deer. Yeah, yeah. Except for the runt or whatever he calls it. What's he call it? Yeah, runt of the litter. Yeah, the smallest uh, wolf. And then this, I thought, was some of my favorite paneling and dialogue in the whole entire book, where he's sitting there hiding from the wolves, and he's like, don't run, don't run, don't run. But then he's running, and he's like, oh my gosh, I guess I'm running. I'm running, yeah, yeah. Dude, what else would you do in a situation like that? So he's But that, like, captured the emotion to me, right? Like, the just how fearful you are. Like, you're just repeating to yourself, like, I'm not running, I'm not running, I'm not running, and you open your eyes, and you're booking it. Oh, yeah, dude. He goes through a range of emotions, too, throughout this whole... Uh, it's three issues, so it's pretty short. But um, mm-hmm. uh, grief, you know, is really brief just because he has to survive now. He can't sit there for too long. Yeah. Uh, fear, you know, he's scared. Adrenaline is probably pumping, you know, like he goes through all kinds of stuff. Because then yeah. as we get through and go into um, the middle part of this book... Like he kind of befriends the little deer because he's out the there. Little, but, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, what's a baby deer called? A doe? No, that's a female deer. Yeah. Doe, a deer, female deer. <laughs> <laughs> a little baby. I don't know what they're called. Baby. He says it at the end. Let me see what he says. Fawn. Fawn. That's it. There you go. I got it. Um, but yeah, he kind of like, befriends him and kind of ch- attitude change almost turns into like a well uh, he realizes he needs it because he feels like the fawn knows how to get out of here yeah and he almost turns into like kind of like i don't want to say father figure but like um what's the word i'm looking a caretaker for? yes like a caretaker for this little baby deer yeah. this little fawn and uh, we get some gnarly scenes, man. They fall through the ice together, and like he's going as far as like, okay, I'm I'm gonna jump in the freezing water to save your life, like yeah. And and again, the art is just super fun, man. How they change colors when they go on, like when they do fall under the water, is pretty cool. Oh, I know. I think some of my favorite scenes, just because the art is really rad, is when they find that, I don't know if it's a cave or just like a rock overhang that they're trying to take shelter in. It's like right after they... Yes, dude. And uh, they're trying to warm up. So he has a a couple flares that he grabbed from his dad's trunk because his dad was always prepared. He was a doctor. He always had a first aid kit and some some snacks and he he grabbed those when he got out of the car. Anyways, he lights this flare and just the, the way they do the coloring... Yeah. It's so neat with the backdrop of like the snowy mountains and you got this red flare lit up and it's like making a glow where they're at. Like I thought it captured that moment really, really well. Yeah. I love the third, the third panel there on the end of that page 77, the bottom of it. Yep. That's what I'm talking where about. Where it like pulls yep. out. <clears throat> yeah. It's like a, almost like a bird's eye view, kind of like side view. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I I thought that was a super cool. Uh, some of my favorite scenes, I think, um, in this. I love his confrontation one-on-one with the wolf where he's just going to go to bat with it with a stick, getting all brave now. Yeah, and uh, dude, one thing I, that I kind of, I guess just a general overview of the book when I finished, 
Like you have this young kid, you have all, all the odds are against him. He's on this big mountain. He's has all this stuff going on. And like, it's so relatable because this is technically it's a, it's a YA book geared to younger kids, you know, yeah. maybe young teenage kids or whatever. But, um, like everybody has their own mountain they're facing, their own wolves they're running from, their own issues they're dealing with. And so this could, like, I think a lot of people can relate to this as they read through it, like whatever they're going through or whatever they've gone through, like, you know, what's their mountain, what's their wolves they're running from, whatever. And and they could, like, see and, and, like, persevere through you know stuff like this so i I don't know that's what i took away from it at the end when i when i I like that yeah if that makes sense totally i really like that i don't really want to spoil the ending because it's shorter but i will ask you how you felt how the story ended um how our how jack jack's story wound up did you were you pleased were you what were you yeah i i think it ended how it should have ended I will say though, I just think, and and I don't know if there was restraints or if this was, you know, I, I don't know a, a lot of that, but um, it was just really short and quick. Yeah. I think it could have been a little longer, like another, at least another issue in there or something for me, you know, because it it was it was quick, uh, but I think it ended how it should have ended, without giving away any spoilers. I did like the ending. Um, I, I, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give it yeah, away. I don't want to give case, it away. Yeah. But um, t- t- I guess to answer your question in a s- most simplistic way without spoiling it, I did like the ending. Um, again, there's some some really rad scenes there with the backdrops. I thought I thought he nailed like the environmental stuff. Oh, um, dude, landscape was super cool. Like that's what I would expect in something like that. Um, and, and it ended, I think, best for both characters yeah in, in the story the the deer for the, and yeah for, yeah, for the fawn and for yeah. him i just wish we could have got more of the buck yeah he was rad he was rad what, what but what about you like what do you think overall like as far as the ending how, how it went down um i liked it man i liked it a lot I, I felt the same way you did about kind of the overall message and story especially for kids you know and how that could be powerful or meaningful to to them i could see that being really cool i mean it was to me still yeah yeah yeah. um i love the deers i love the fawn i love the relationship between jack and the fawn Uh, i love the tension the build-up the emotion uh the paneling and the artwork were great uh the only thing i would say is i could have spent more time here because i enjoyed it uh whether or not that should be a critique or not you know this is jay martin's story is the way he wanted to tell it um, so I would just say it that way that I could have spent a lot more time here because yeah, I like yeah. the world, I like the art, and so it's kind of a testament to his work, not a critique of it. Like I could I could have used a lot more, but yeah, I would I would I would agree with you for sure. And I would say, kind of considering that, considering the target audience, uh, I think I'd come down about a four for this story, dude. I liked it. I liked the message, um, and I freaking like the deers. Deers are cool, man cool little critters um and i'd recommend this to anybody especially like hey if you got a kid who you want to get into comic books like this is a cool story it reminded me um a little bit more grown-up kind of version of like scurry or something like that you know um 
and I like these stories a lot. So yeah, I know you're a sucker for these. Like I do like them every once in a while. I have to be, um, and not to take anything away from it because I thought it was great, but I don't know. To um, I have to be, I guess, in a that mood, I guess, for a story like this. Um, but overall, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, I, I would agree with everything you said. I, I just thought I could have used more. I, I, it could have yeah. been another issue or two, I think, and just spread out a little bit more. Um, but like the environment he created, um, I thought was great. I'd probably, I'd probably settle on like a three and a half out of five for me. Right on. But it was cool. I could see my daughters reading this, especially my my middle daughter. She's a huge reader. I could see her picking it up and and you know quick read you know she can get through it in 20 minutes and enjoy it and maybe get something out of it like i was saying earlier about everybody has you know their own mountain they face or their own you know something they're maybe running from or whatever that they're dealing with and so um cool story though i liked it man it's great i liked it too did you get into uh, anything else this week yeah i want to tell you um i finally got um caught up on infield gang massacre I got issues two and three in, and I will say, yeehaw, is all I'm going to say, dude. I want to go watch Tombstone or something right now. Right? Dude, it is so good, man. Um, Action-packed. Dude, big time. Uh, I guess we can talk a little bit more about two than three, because three just came out this week, so I don't want to spoil too much in three. But man, two is just guns a-blazing through it. And I remember listening to the uh, Pull Box Pals and uh, when they were talking about issue two, just got me stoked. And so uh, my mm-hmm. fi- mind finally came in and um, I loved every bit of it. Um, you got a shootout in like a old bar. like, And it's crazy to me that you have this Texas Ranger. This is why I think he's a little shady because he doesn't ask no questions. He just comes in, automatically thinks it's this gang, a group of group of people, and it, like no benefit of that, just starts just laying down the law, and not yeah. in a way like, hey, like he just starts opening fire. Yeah, was it an issue too that you got the dude who was questioning him though? Like, hey, this isn't the law. This isn't what we should be doing. Or was that? It was. Um, I think it was at the towards the end of issue two where it was the town sheriff yeah because they they get to a point where where um the ranger he's a ranger right texas ranger or marshal whatever yeah he's he's a a ranger ranger. yeah Yeah. so they're like above this hill Mm -hmm. above their property and um infield the the main character is trying to get the rest of the crew to leave to get out of there but they got him like pinned down there's got a sharpshooter up there i think that's three bro is it yeah, where they have the big Gatling gun. Oh, yeah, maybe this three. I think it starts that way, though. No, because it... Oh, yeah, you're right. So the, the way two ends is they're standing on the hill looking down at them. Yeah. And they're like, hey, if anybody moves, if anybody comes out, we're going to shoot them. Mm-hmm. And then three picks up right there where the sheriff, the guy you're talking about, he doesn't like how they're handling things and doesn't want any, any part of it. So he basically yeah. like throws down his badge and he's like, I'm yeah, out. Yeah, he's out. And he's, so, he went straight to the barber. I, that's why I think there's something shady with the old the old uh, ranger. I don't know what his deal is. I have to say I like Enfield as a character, man. Oh, me too. Even though he's even though he's a uh, quote unquote bad guy, but he seems real. Yes, he seems still like genuine. Like he's not like 
I don't know. I like him. I think I would love to see this in a movie or something. That's how yeah. much I love this story. He's uh he's got his his crew's back. He's looking out for his. I don't know if it's his wife. Is it his wife? So interesting. Um, I was just talking to you about this before we started the show, but at the end of each issue, they have like newspaper articles that look like it's from like yeah. old school, like the Texas record. And, and so I've been reading them. I haven't read the one in the back of three yet, but like, check it out. It's like the Texas telegrams. Yeah. Yeah. And they give like um backstory on all the characters, who they are, where they're from, like what they were involved with. And so um, they say that they were married under the West Texas stars is what they say, because there's no, uh, there was never a record found of them actually being married, like at a courthouse or anything. Right. Yeah. But they were together like they were married. And so the way this person, whoever's writing these, I don't know who it is, if it's the Ranger or if it's somebody else, just like a newspaper person. It, it basically is like doing all this investigative stuff on all the characters in, in the story. And um, Amy, I think her name's Amy. And he was like, there was no court records or anything showing they were really married, but they probably just got married under the West Texas sky, Ambrose County or whatever. And it, it's pretty neat reading through those. There is, um, they're pretty lengthy. But they're really, really cool to get a lot of backstory and all the characters. Like you get a lot of words, dude. It is. It's a lot of words, but it makes the story, I think, way better. And you you feel more immersed in the story. I would say. I have to read it. They they talk about the the so in three you have that guy with like the Gatling gun. Yeah. They talk about him and how he he just showed up. So they talk about all like the girl with the knives. They talk about her, and so they talk about all the characters in his uh, gang and their okay. backstories and how they got to be in the gang, uh, where they're from, and how they kind of got tangled up with Enfield and his crew. And so it's really neat, and it gives more immersion to the story and just brings it to life more. And maybe that's why, like, since I've read them, uh, maybe that's why I'm just like, I think it, I don't know. I, I'm on, I think this this is my favorite read right now. Um, and you know me with westerns. I know that's your jam, and especially I mean with the art, like it's just phenomenal. Oh, I know. Do you have Spotify? Um, I don't know, maybe because there's the uh, Chris Condon builds a playlist to jam while you're reading it. I did read that. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a bunch of old westerns. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out then. Put it on in the background because I have I still have to read through the back of uh issue 3 like all the newspaper article stuff so maybe I'll put it on when I read that that'd be cool. But um yeah just continue to be good man. I could live like the world that they created in this West Texas with um that Texas blood and now this story like I know you don't want to ruin a lot of 3 but I have some questions for you on 3. Let her rip. First of all, so the sheriff who turned in his badge He's confronted by the barber who where he like went to right away. Like I never took you for a quitter. Yeah. And uh that kind of sparks the old sheriff into like uh you know what I'm going to look back into this. And when he goes there, there's a kid who pretty much tells him it it wasn't Enfield. Yep, yep. What do you think? I loved it. And just more intrigue, more mystery. And that's what I mean with the with the ranger. Yeah. Like and ye- so let, let's just do what we do best here in the lair and try to guess what's going to happen. 
Yeah. I'm just going to lay it out there. This is my just shooting from the hip. I think it could have been the ranger who did it and was dressed up and is setting them up so he could steal all the money that they have. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Little double cross. I don't know. Huh. Though. But either way, I love the story because something, you know, in, in this Ambrose County, something crazy is going to happen. I know. I'm trying to find the scene where he's at the where he's talking to that kid. The sheriff's talking to that kid. All right. Hold on. Getting there. Getting there. When the kid's like describing who it was. Yeah. Is that okay, what you're trying to it. talk yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. The man who done it, the murderer. Uh dark eyebrows walked kind of funny. Have we seen the uh the old ranger? I the don't... ranger have dark eyebrows and walk kind of funny? I don't recall that. Because that'd be a giveaway. He doesn't have dark eyebrows. Maybe. maybe He's got a white handlebar mustache, that's for sure. I love the dude with the Gatlin gun. Oh, his backstory is neat. Anyway, dude, what what a good... They're just great storytellers, and they work together so well. Yeah. Like... They, they, yeah, they're a perfect pair. Uh, I, I think they uh, doing all their stuff is great, but this um, I think is some of my favorite stuff, and um, it's just great. I, I can't wait to see what happens. I don't know how long it is, but um, I'm in it to win it. Get it, son. And still, just the way they like the way the books come out with like the newspaper print is just. I haven't got to, to see it or feel it. Yeah, you will soon. I'm missing out. I'm yeah, missing out. You'll soon. You'll you'll soon see, and you'll be a little jelly. But um, as far as reading goes, that's all I was able to get into this week, man. Yeah, still, dude. Bo Dub, Enfield Gang. It's let a good me week. Uh, let me hear about Transformers because this is the Ooh. one you've been you've been on the hype train for a while. I want to know did it Ooh. did it hold up? Yeah, definitely. Bro. I like your little train noise that you were making. Was Thank that a, you. Was that a train? Thank you. It was a train. <laughs> That's the old hype. That's the old hype train button we got. It was perfect, dude. Um, I don't know anything about the Transformers. I don't know their history. I haven't watched, read a single Transformers things outside of that one movie, which I couldn't even tell you anything about. With Shia LaBeouf. But this is like classic DWJ. Sets it up. Emotional. A lot of stuff going on between a son and his dad. I'm gonna be careful because it literally just came out. Um, and he's got a friend and they're on a mission. They're about to go to college. They just want to do some things, but they find themselves in kind of like an old abandoned, um, transformers kind of ship, you know, and they're just laying there, bro. Like all beat up. Oh, old Optimus prime just laying there, just beat up. And, uh, anyway, dude, I don't even know what to say. Like it was, it was everything I was hopeful that it could be. I mean, it was that and more, and I still don't know any of these characters, but uh, it was cool to see Decepticon and Autobots, like, written out, because I know that much about them. Yeah. Does the art, like, is it reminiscent of, like, uh, Do a Powerbomb, or is it, like, different style? Just the same. Oh, that's that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Like, look, at. I want to try to find a cool one of Prime for you. Total action pack. You know, Daniel Warren Johnson, like, he does these huge, like bombastic sort of like fight scenes you know with cool like lettering in the background all the time oh yeah that's totally them that's cool um i uh i can't recommend it enough bro 
I almost grabbed it today. I went, I went to the shop. They had some rad variant covers. Like so many variants for there this were some dude. that were like even just like twenty, thirty bucks. And I was just I was just looking at them. I was like, yeah, I wish I could do that. They were neat. Yeah, but it kind of set the stage. So <clears throat> you've got Optimus Prime kind of forming a relationship with the kid earlier on who was having issues with his dad uh, because he saves he helps save Optimus Prime from. Somebody, you know, I don't know. One of the Decepticons. Starscream? Yes, thank you. How'd you know that? Uh, Dude, my son loves Transformers. All right. (laughs) I wasn't huge into Transformers growing up. I did uh, love the band Shockwave. I will tell you that. Oh, yes, me too. Um, Monk might know who they are. Monk, if you're listening, they are from, I'm pretty sure they're from Philadelphia. Oh, I'm, or, uh, no, where are they? Uh, I'm pretty sure they're from that area. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. almost certain. You're certain. Erie, Pennsylvania. I think that's where they're from. Yeah. That's got to be close. He's got to know them. Anyways, they throw a bunch of, uh, old school Transformer, uh, audio clips into their, into their jams. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. Yep. But great story. Um, I'm thrilled with it. Can't wait for more. That's sad that we have to wait a whole month for issue two. But, I, I mean, it's everything I wanted it to be. Literally. So. Good. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad it was good. And um, that's awesome. Yeah, Erie, Pennsylvania. Sorry, to go back to Shockwave. That's where they're from. So Monk might know him. Monk, let us know. Because he was never that into... I was listening to them. They He was never into that uh, Transformers either, I don't think. Yeah. I just, the only reason I picked it up was because of Daniel Warren Johnson. And I knew it would be heartfelt. I knew it would be action packed. And I knew it was going to uh, deliver. So, yeah, it's why almost not? like those, you don't need a backstory. Like, you know, it's going to be a cool story and you can yeah. just dive right in. And so I might have to pick it up. Dude, please. It's so good. Because you didn't pick up Powerbomb with me. You haven't read Murder Falcon. No, wait. So I picked up Powerbomb, but then I fell off of it because I got weirded out with some... With the Mohawk guy. The the dude who like put on the... Yeah, the Mohawk dude. Is that who it was? Something was weird, and then I... Yeah, and then I, I didn't jump back on, and I should have. It was so good. Um... I read a few more. I don't have uh, the memory space to really go deep on any of them, but I did get to read Ribbon Queen 3, which is oh, just I hear a lot of people talking about that. So wild, dude. Really cool. Um, I'm still really loving that, so I can't wait to see where we go from here because the ending of 3 was nuts. Would you so, consider that like a, like a horror genre? I mean, I guess, but to me, you know, I have a hard time really... Def- Thriller, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, I guess horror is probably right, but it's like body horror because the Ribbon Queen keeps killing her victims by like literally tearing off their skin and ribbons. Unraveling them. Yeah. I've been reading this new one that I've kind of really been enjoying. I don't know if I've talked about it too much, but it's called Terrace Apart. Uh It's a dark horse book and it's kind of about... uh, I don't know the best way to put it, but they're part of this, like, I think they're like a death cult or something. And they're being trained by this dude who's gnarly. And um, they're all these kids. But this boy and this girl kind of end up breaking the rules and fall in love with each other. And so it comes to a scene where they need to fight and he's going to have to kill her. 
or she's going to have to kill him and they won't do it. And so they've run away. And now all the other people on this cult are like chasing them and they're on the run from them. And just their relationship's cool. You found out some really cool stuff about them and the power that they have inside of them uh, that they're not even fully aware of yet. Um, It's just cool. I like it. It's violent as could be, though. So heads up for that. But, you know, I like a good love story. All right. It has a cool premise. I might check that one out as well. I like Dark Horse. Yeah. And uh, I got to read The Sacrificers number three. And if I wasn't right about issue two and about, I just, I want to leave it there because it just came out, I think, this week. Yeah, I think so. And um, my gosh, I'm digging it. I just hope it, I just hope it's as big as it feels like it's going to be because there's so much going on. Uh, Wild. I would say a twist, even though I knew it was coming, but I knew it. And um, that's just by uh, cool. who's writing Rick, that? Um, Rick Remender. Yeah, Remender. Yeah, he does. All right. I'm loving it. It's wild. It's big. It's very seven to eternity. He calls yeah, it like that's what I would imagine the yeah. spiritual brother or something to seven to eternity. Gotcha. Yeah. So, All right. But yeah, man, that's, I might be uh, missing out on that as well. It's cool. I think um, if you did want to wait for a trade, you'd probably be okay with that. You know, picking it all up as a once of one read through. Well, right on, dude. You got some good reading in. Yeah, buddy. I am liking Terrace Apart, though. Yeah, it sounds great. Let me see. Let me see some artwork. And who's doing that? What's the who's the team on it? I don't know them. By Jay Baruchel Van Jensen. By Jay Baruchel and Van Jensen. Uh, those are the writers. Illustrated by Alessandro Micheli. Letters by Taylor Ep- Esposito. And yeah, Dark Horse. Good stuff, dude. All right. I'm going to check it out because I like that. It sounds cool. It's wild, bro. I'm trying to see. Like, it might remind you a little bit of like. Um, Little Monsters, and um, that one that we read on Hoopla that was all blue. Oh, um, gosh. Sudden Death or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still haven't seen issue two of that come out. Oh, it does kind of reminisce of Little Monsters a little bit. Right. Kind of looks neat. I'm digging the story, dude. It's fun. That's what I got into. But as soon as we hang up here, I am going to watch episode one of Loki season two. How pumped are you for it? I'm so pumped. So pumped. Well, good. You had a pretty good week, my man. Thanks, Thanks for sharing bro. what you uh, what you got into. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to me share. Um, let me ask you this: what's uh, what's some stuff you're looking forward to this week coming out? Dude, it's huge week, bro. Yeah, fish flies, flish, fish ugh. flies. I'm gonna get it right flies, one day. Yeah, I'm gonna get it right one day. Yeah, fish, fish flies, flies is right. Number two, right? Avengers six, the coal three, something epic six, hunger in the dusk number three. Oh, I'm pumped for that. Kaya twelve, hunt for the skinwalker two. Oh, I'm out. And one that kind of looks super cool to me. Was this Knights Volume One from Image? Do you see it there on the list? It looked kind of cool, and 
Uh, some people seem pretty stoked about it. What is it? Knights. I don't see it. N-I-G-H-T-S number one. Who's writing it? Uh, Wyatt Kennedy. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I see it here. In 2003, supernatural creatures casually exist amongst humans, and America is made up of 31 states. Vince has lost his parents, moved in with his secret mercenary cousin, his video game-making roommate, and befriends the greatest vampire who has ever lived. And that's just the first 20 pages. Welcome to Florida. Youth is wasted on the young. That sounds like it could be fun. The cover looks looks neat. So I'm excited to check that one out. I'll be uh, picking it up. And then for trades, we've got Noctera uh, Volume 3 coming out and the Berserker. Already Noctera Volume 3, huh? I know. We'll see if that's true. Our secret source sometimes should just be called the wrong source. (laughs) (laughs) Like 90% of the time, I would say it would be the wrong source. Yeah. Or what's the saying from uh, Anchorman? I don't know. Uh, Paul Rudd's character, he's like 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Something yeah. like that. Anyway, buddy. Yeah, we got some good stuff looking forward to coming out this week. I'm excited. But hey, what I'm really excited for is next week. Next week, stay tuned. Tyler Crook should be on the episode. Pumped. If Ray can find a vortex. Yep, I'll find one. I'll be on the lookout. Um, anyways, be on the lookout for our giveaway as well. Yeah. And uh, make sure you're um, watching Instagram like a hawk. You don't want to miss it. Yeah. And make sure you check out Frank over at Coffee and a Comic for anything you're looking to pick up. Start a poll over there. And our coupon code to check out the comic book layer in all caps. Save yourself 15%. Frank's a rad dude doing rad things. Check him out on Instagram, too. He's always posting cool stuff. Yeah, buddy. And uh, don't forget, subscribe to our show wherever you're jamming your podcast. We appreciate that. Tell a friend. And uh, spread the word of the comic book lair. Definitely yeah, for get us uh, out there. Uh, next week episode. You don't want to miss it. And um, check us out over on Instagram at the comic book lair. And jump in on our Discord. Yeah. Um, we got a week here. And if you got any questions you want to ask uh, Tyler, let us know. And um, we'd love to meet you as well. Anyways, keep reading comments. Cowabunga, nerds. Like the sound of the Comic Book Layer podcast? Our audio production is provided by Rosecat Audio. Check out Rosecat Audio at rosecataudio.com. R-O-S-E-K-A-T audio.com.